You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. distraction another great episode isn't it scott it sure is it sure is so we're coming to you live on facebook live and we're also posting this to anywhere you listen to your wonderful podcasts absolutely adam how you feeling we missed a week yeah that was my fault um i wasn't sick but i take this medicine every night that makes me drowsy yeah but I was eating dinner, and then I thought, oh, you know, it's 8 o'clock, let me take my medicine, because I usually wake up early as fuck in the morning every day, forgetting it's Saturday, and I took it, and I got really drowsy, and I remember texting you as I'm laying face down on that couch, just like, uh, can we do it, like, next week, uh, can we skip tonight, because I was out, I was crashed. You weren't funneling whiskey? No, not, no. Okay. No, that was two nights ago. Okay, okay. Not tonight. Right. Um, but yeah, so we skipped a week, and now we are uh, we're here. We're back. Um, Sorry about that, folks. Yeah, just just so everybody knows, next week we are going to do a pre-recorded episode because you're going to be going somewhere, yeah. so we're not going to be here to actually record. So we're going to have a pre-recorded uh, thing set up for that week too. Good stuff coming your way. Good, Good stuff. stuff coming. Your way. Hey, beer of the show. We got a beer of the show. Yeah, I brought the beer of the show. I, I had all intentions of going to the beer store and buying something fun, buying something interesting. But then I just started watching Star Wars, and uh, it was time to come here. So I just had this at my house. I honestly don't remember if we've ever used this for Beer of the Show before or not, but it's something I had. So the Beer of the Show is going to be Icy Light Mango. Icy Light Mango. Icy Light Mango. Um, yeah, so... So you'll have to let me know what you've... Have you ever had this before? If you, do I've, you never know? Had, I've never had Mango. Never okay. had Icy Light Mango before. Um... It's it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm I'm a man who likes a lot of fruity flavors. Mm. You know, I, I like I like my girly drinks. I've heard that about you. <laughs> I I like my girly drinks. Anything that's you know jungle juice. Why well, I love jungle juice. It tastes like fruit punch. You know, I love anything anything like that. So this is very. You definitely taste. It's just beer mango is what it is. It's basically what it is. Imagine if you've had like a mango juice before. It's like right. that, but beer. So it's it's pretty good. I I. I enjoyed a little bit. I don't really Does drink it have too the wow much factor? ice. No, it doesn't have a wow factor. Yeah, of course not. No. Why would it? No, but it's it's all right. It's pretty good. You know, I give it a good recommend. Um, I think when we finally find that beer that has the wow factor for you, you're gonna have to go change your pants. Yeah, I was gonna say because it's gonna it's, it that has to be a special beer to be the wow we'll get, factor. We'll for get Adam. our some Facebook po- uh, profile page suspended because there's gonna yeah. be some shit on there. Yeah, apparently. yeah, you know. Um, it's a it's a pretty good beer. It's it's a nice little casual. It definitely tastes like a summer drink. Yes. Definitely a summer drink. 
100%. It's not heavy. It doesn't sit at the bottom of your stomach. I could see Scott Malenke mowing the lawn with this beer. Oh, a good lawn mowing beer. A good shower beer, a good lawn mower yeah. beer. Yeah, I agree with you. It is a summertime, most definite beer. Icy Light is a pretty light beer to begin with. It says that right there in the name. It's light. Yeah. Iron City Light. So when I drink this, I'm tasting strong hints of mango, not really much beer. No. So this is a fun drink. You could be out by the pool, like you said, mowing the grass, shower. Just, just you're, I'm tasting the fruit and not much of the beer. Yeah. But which that's can be, okay. Which can be good. Which From can time be good. to time. That's not typically my cup of tea. I see light doesn't strike me typically as like, ooh, that's the beer that I want to taste. So right. if I don't taste the icy light, I'm fine with it. Fair enough. So. Fair enough. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give this, <clears throat> excuse me, a 3.75. 3.75. Yes, that's right. That's my rating for the, for the icy light mango, the beer of the show. Uh, so Scott, we made a promise last time we recorded and we're going to do it. We're going to talk about, we're going to fully talk about the Snyder Cut this time. Yeah, you finally finished it. In in your defense, it was a very, very long, long film. It was insanely long. It's ridiculously long, but I, we, you actually were here with me the night to finish it. I finished it with you. Yeah. So. I made you finish it. You did, even though I was going to finish it already. Um, but yeah, I finished it. I want to talk about it because I got some thoughts. Okay. Um, so what would you say your overall rating for the Snyder Cut? What would you say your overall rating is for the movie itself? Um, I I liked it significantly better than the theatrical Justice League that we got a couple years ago. Would you say it was a good movie? I think so. You think so? I think so. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it was a good movie. I don't disagree with you that it was, it was very long. But we are we argued about it that night. I think that's what it was meant to be. Like they're telling up, they were up front with us. They're like, "Hey, this is going to be the uncut gem, if you will. This is going to be the full version. There's not we're not really editing anything out of this. This is from the mind of Zack Snyder. This is his. This is his monster. Like he's the mad scientist. That's 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 what they presented it as, and that's what it totally felt like. I feel that. If they really wanted to do it justice, no no pun intended, they would have done they would have done a hybrid between the two. The regular theatrical cut that we got was garbage. This one, I think, was good, but really, really long. There were some things that needed to be edited out. Yes. Like the very first scene, for example, when they did the flashback to Batman v Superman. And it's the scene where Superman dies and he lets out that scream. Yeah. And for the I next feel like 11 you minutes. Check your watch, like, and is then this the next still going? 11 minutes of a movie, it was his scream reverberating throughout the planet. Like, okay, they could have just not shown that. Or, like, it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. He's screaming. Yes. I get it. He, I get it, Snyder. He's right, screaming. Right, right. So, yeah. Um, so I agree with you. It is far, far better than the Joss Whedon cut that we got. The yes, original just yes. like cut. I still don't think it's a good movie. I hundred percent still don't think. You it's don't a good think movie. it's a good movie? No, I, don't. I do. I, do. I think. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people. Okay, so the best parts of this movie have to be. There's a few. There's a few good parts, like the Flash traveling back in time scene. That's a good part. I think the best part about this movie is probably the end with the nightmare scene at the end. The nightmare. And I think. Yeah. I think. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I think a lot of people watch that scene, get so pumped for that scene that immediately they're like, this is the best fucking movie. 
this is so much better. This is such a good movie. When it's really like five minutes of the movie's good. I really like the nightmare scene. I don't I don't think I fall into that category, but maybe because I think, I think you fall in the category of and maybe maybe I'm putting words in your mouth or maybe I'm putting thoughts in your head. I you strike me as a person that falls in the category of Zack Snyder got fucked over uh by Warner Brothers and so HBO is letting him do his great cut so it doesn't matter this good is going to be good because the little guy's fucking over the big guy. Not necessarily. I think I might have mentioned this last time we recorded i have absolute zero allegiance to Zack snyder i certainly am not a Zack snyder fanboy. i they probably exist but I might, i'm sure they're I, they probably do but i was not a fan of man of steel even though a lot of people are starting have you gone back and watched it recently no no but a lot of people it's you, one were, of those, you were saying you were interested because a lot of people are saying oh yes, it's better than that's the thing right now when man of steel first came out Everybody was shitting all over it. Now people are starting to go back and rewatch it, and people are coming around to it. I've I've been a Man of Steel proponent from the beginning. Okay, so I never liked it. Maybe I should give it a second chance, and maybe I will. I did not like Batman v Superman, and oh no, that wasn't good. That wasn't and, a good movie. So, so so why am I loyal to Zack Snyder? He hasn't done anything that knocked my socks off. So it's not me being loyal to the little guy or, or sticking up for the little guy. I do think. I do think he got a bum deal from Warner Brothers. I do. And I'm happy that we got to see his masterpiece, if you will, on HBO+. I got a problem with that fucking word. That's... Like, okay, so here's, no, it's not my here's, word. It's not my here's, word. Here's, here's my biggest problem with this whole whole thing. And I and I said it... And I sent you a TikTok one time. Yeah. Somebody was making fun. It was, it was a great little, little uh, funny thing. Uh-huh. I have a huge problem. Not so much with the movie. I think I have more of a problem with the fucking fan base. I have okay. a huge problem with the fan base because the fan base is the worst fucking people out there. They are. Not you. DC fanboys? The fanboys for this movie. Oh, okay. The fanboys for this movie. Because right after this movie came out and everybody watched on HBO, it seemed like you go on TikTok, you go on Facebook, any social media, anything, YouTube, whatever, and you watch any videos about this and you go down the comment section. Okay. It's a lot of people that are saying, this is what we should have gotten. People like jerking off Zack, Zack Snyder saying this is what we should have gotten. But then other people commented like, eh, it wasn't that good. It was it was better than the original, but it wasn't that good. And then people being attacked by them by like vicious hyenas and stuff like that saying you don't know what you're fucking talking about well go back to fucking go back to marvel you fucking pansy like yeah like go back to marvel go back where all the kitty shows are in marvel go back and and it's the fan base is fucking relentless you you, Mm -hmm. like not you i don't think you've ever done present company excluded i don't think you've ever done it but the fan base is worse than the actual movie was like everybody went okay. nuts for this fucking movie and i'm like i'm in the company of yeah it was it was all right so so let me let me interject here real quick and i'll let you continue your, th- your thought but you're accusing me and i don't want to use the word accusing because i'm not <laughs> taking offense to it whatsoever but you're saying oh scott, scott he's a typical social justice warrior we heard are. we've heard him come on the podcast umpteen times and spout his socialist propaganda so here you said you're just sticking up for the little guy sticking it to the big corporation fair enough fair enough but on the flip side of the coin, okay. Mr. Cynical here, yeah. could you 
of not like this movie as much because of the internet assholes that are almost ruining it for you. I didn't. Could that be a possibility? That could be a possibility, okay. except I didn't really delve into these videos until after I finished watching the movie. Okay. okay. I finished watching the movie, and then afterwards, I was like, well, it started with HBO. Apparently, HBO, and I missed this when I first watched the movie. Apparently, HBO put like a, a disclaimer at the beginning of it said that this movie is shot in 4 3 to, uh, to like maintain Zack Snyder's vision of the yes. movie. And I'm like, that might be the most pretentious fucking thing any, kind of anybody could it fucking say. First of all, there's no reason to shoot in 4.3. No fucking reason in 2021, e- even if you're creative vision, to shoot in 4.3. It's like when Kevin Smith made Clerks and he chose to shoot it in black and white. Mm-hmm. That was choice. First of all, he chose to shoot it in black and white because it's cheaper to do it in black and white than it was in color. There was... He had to film. Okay, there's there's defense to Kevin Smith on there. He had to film it when he was off working at the quick stop. Yeah, and he filmed a lot of nighttime scenes during the day and yeah. daytime scenes during the night. He filmed when he could, so the lighting would have been all wrong. Yes, so do it in black and white. That ends that issue. But he did the same. He did the same thing back then that Zack Snyder did for this one, and is he div- divvied up parts of the movie in chapters eventually there was chapters and the way kevin swift did it he did it with like the nine circles of hell or however many circles of hell it is right. like da- it was a dante's inferno dante's kind of inferno yes so it's what it was so the he did it his name's dante yeah too. yeah it's pretentious as fuck right. it's so fucking pretentious but what if it's this self-aware? is just as pretentious kevin smith was self-aware of the pretentious later later okay. he was <laughs> yeah. he, you, you hear him talk about it he, he will talk about that movie's like i was trying to be serious like i was trying to do it now it's like considered pretentious and okay. yeah oh, it's... i it's just there's no fucking reason to record a fourth rate but that's that's that being aside okay. i said it when we've talked about the first half of snyder cut i said he needs to lay off that fucking slow-mo button he needs to seriously lay off that slow-mo button and not only the slow-mo about this he used the slow-mo a lot but especially when Wonder Woman, when Diana, her slow motion, not only was it slow motion, but she had that Amazonian yeah. Ah! Yeah. every fucking time. Yeah. yeah, every single time. Like, we get it, dude. We get yeah, it. Yeah, she's certain, not white. Well, when, okay. When we the, get the first five times he did it, I'm like, okay, this is cool. But then the tenth time that he did it, I'm like, all right, we, we fucking get it, dude. She's an Amazonian. We get she's, it. She's Zeus's daughter. We, we fucking get this shit. Like, you okay? gotta play the racist music every time. <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I. It's just, there's just. I think I read somewhere that it was like a, they somebody did the math and they actually like were sitting there with a stopwatch, or something like that. And apparently, like twenty five to thirty minutes of the movie, the entire movie is slow motion. That's funny. Twenty five to thirty minutes of a four had... hour movie is slow motion. Well, no wonder it was so long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we didn't need. I understand. And I said this before last last time recorded when we talked about it. I understand occasionally Aquaman being in slow motion, eye candy for the ladies, maybe some of the guys. Jason Moe looks very good. Marvel does it for Thor when Thor <coughs> yes. takes his shirt off. I understand it. So DC's going to do it when Jason Momoa takes his shirt off. I get, Every it. I get it. single time. <laughs> First of all, let me talk about that fucking Aquaman scene for a second, okay? The first time um, Bruce meets Aquaman is trying to convince him, and Aquaman's like being a cunt about it, and he's yeah. like, oh, I'm not gonna fucking go with you, fuck off, you bitch. And then he rips his shirt off and he goes in the water and stuff like that. They're the who the fuck were those Norwegian ladies singing him back to back to his fucking uh water? <laughs> that was a weird part. What? I was thinking to myself, okay. Not only that, they were in slow motion too, by the way. That's another fucking so, scene in slow motion. So that scene, I'm kinda like 
Because yeah. they didn't do it the second time during the during the uh, sea storm. Whenever he rescued that uh, fishing uh, boat captain, whatever yeah. they didn't, they didn't, they weren't there singing him back to the water. Then, like, what's up with the Zack Snyder and his culturally it's, it's inappropriate, pretentious like, as fuck? Like, <laughs> and that's going to be the name of this episode: pretentious. Okay, because I'm going to use that word a lot, but okay, it is it, it is very pretentious. I'm sorry, but it's very pretentious to do that shit all the fucking time. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things that don't make sense. This movie. The origins for why, first of all, we don't need everybody's origin story. Mm-hmm. We don't need Barry Allen's The Flash's origin story. That whole scene where he's looking for a job and he saves Iris's life in that car crash and stuff like that. Totally fucking unnecessary, especially it's unnecessary to introduce Iris when she's never going to be in the rest of the fucking movie. Um, totally unnecessary. We don't need to see... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here. We, we, we need, did, yeah. We, there's, there's a lot of... um decisions for why i guess what i'm gonna say decisions for why some of the characters join the justice league that really make no sense it makes no sense based on what Zack snyder wrote and shot it makes no sense why barry allen would join bruce wayne in his crusade and whatever sense yeah but but in that made sense in joss whedon's cut and i'm gonna say that makes sense it doesn't make sense in this cut because barry when they did his origins barry allen's entire entire being is I need to get jobs so I can save money to put myself through uh, through criminal school, criminal justice school, to get a criminal justice degree so I can get my father out of here. And that is his entire fucking motivation. And then five minutes after reading Bruce, like, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. Right, but that's Barry Allen's kind of great responsibility moment. Even in the CW Flash, which you're a big fan of, and I watched the first couple seasons of. Yeah. That was kind of the same deal. Like, yeah. his dad was innocent. He knows that because he saw his dad not kill him. Nobody fucking believes him. So his goal is to get his dad off. I understand that. We, that's, that's his Spider-Man Uncle Ben moment. I understand that. That's his, so, that's his parents getting so, killed in the alley moment. But here's the thing, though. Bruce Wayne never explains to Barry what the problem is. He never says there's a world-ending event. There's aliens invading. We need your help to save the world. All he does is say, I'm putting together a team. And then five seconds later, Barry's like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, he interrupted him. He couldn't even get his thought out. Exactly. So yeah. it makes no sense for his character why he would do that. But in the long unless, run... Unless, he's, unless Bruce Wayne said, if you help me, I'll pay for your tuition. Which is what he did at the end. Which is what he should have said at the beginning. So that's all I'm saying. Cyborg, it makes no fucking sense why Cyborg would join up with the Justice League voluntarily to help him. I could see... I understand. I understand his dad was kidnapped by... Uh, um, <clears throat> the parademons and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I get that. And so that motivates him. Even though he hates his dad, it motivates him to save his dad. I could see if they had a moment where he met up with Bruce Wayne and the rest of them where the scientists are being held captive and that kind of like forces them together. But the voluntariness of him flying to Gotham where uh, Jim Gordon has the bat signal uh, up in the sky and saying, here's what we need to do. That made no sense either. That's, he, that because his, stupid, yeah. Yeah, because his whole thing was when Wonder Woman went to go see him, was like, stay away from me. That was, he was super adamant about stay the fuck away from me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, I'm on the team now, guys. Let's yeah, fucking do he, this. He, his tone changed real quick. It's a lot of fucking decisions that I'm like, why are they doing this? It makes no sense. Well, um, can you defend that? Or are you going to be like, no. I, 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 about Cyborg? Just, just any of that. I mean, I just I said why I think Barry Allen joined. I think I think he's smart enough to know. Hey, if I scratch the wealthiest guy in the universe's back, then he can help me out with my ultimate goal. As far as Cyborg goes, um, the, the fact that his dad was getting kidnapped aside, he was actually uh, 
AI aware of like almost like futuristic like he's running the mathematical equations of what could happen so he's seeing oh shit this is a serious fucking problem I need to help does it excuse what you're saying no that part was a little bit little it, bit just hazy but if I were in the writer's room I guess my my I'm not I'm not a writer fuck no I'm not a writer but I'm saying if I were in the writer's room I would have raised my hand and be like so instead of doing that what if they just Aquaman cyborg and just had to meet up with them at the place where the scientists were kidnapped. Because that's how Aquaman met up with them. He was super adamant about, fuck off, I don't want to help you. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of met up with them randomly because Steppenwolf um, took the mother box. Right, right. So, and he just kind of met up with them randomly. It could have been the same thing but with it, but, but I would argue that Aquaman's reason for joining was the weakest one out of oh, all. Oh, no, no, no. I, you're right. I was gonna. I was. Well, I was gonna okay, get there. Okay. I was gonna get there. Yeah. Okay. It may, his he doesn't of, give a shit. First of all, how the fuck about did Atlantis? He, how the fuck did he get all the way from where the mother bugs beheld that quickly to where Steppenwolf was to save their keister whenever they were the fighting? The movie was four hours long, Adam. We didn't need him to take any longer getting there. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So one thing I do want to point out, and, and I'm gonna say this, and people listening to the show are gonna vomit like onto their device. They're listening it on. Steppenwolf is one of my favorite DC villains. I love Steppenwolf. When I watched the theatrical cut of this, the Joss Whedon one, I feel like they did him dirty. And I was angry about that. I personally, here we go, people. I like Steppenwolf better than Darkseid. People are like, what? I like Steppenwolf better than Doomsday. Like, I do. I do. Really? I do. But, and I feel like they made him better in this version than they did the theatrical cut. Yeah. I do. I do. I always liked him. I, I remember seeing other iterations of him, either in comics or old animated shows, and I like loved him. Don't know why. As a kid you just No no it's fine. You it's know fine. you just you, you just like gravitate you like, what you like you gravitate toward this character or that character. And I I'm always a I've always been kind of a villains guy. <laughs> I always have been. I don't know why. But I liked him. I enjoyed him and I thought that he was done poorly in the original theatrical cut. I feel like he got more depth in a this bit. version. He did, he did get a little bit. Which is something that I will give bonus points to. Now, we talked about it. We didn't talk about it on the show, but when you were sitting finishing the movie with me, mm-hmm. we actually brought this up in the middle of watching it. And it makes another thing that makes no sense is how Darkseid forgot where the anti-life equation yes, was. Yes, that's how, a big How pet did he forget mine. where the anti-life that's equation was on the one planet, the one planet that managed to fight him back? I I think that's a thing you would write down and stick on the fridge. I googled this. I sent it to you. So what Zack Snyder himself exp- explained this. And he said, because it was, was it Zeus or Ares? I think it, it was, was Ares. Zeus. It was Ares? It was, Maybe Zeus. It was one of those one of two. the old gods. <clears throat> the old gods nearly killed Darkseid. Like yeah. he was ready to die. He was like, like not gonna make it. Yeah. And they got him out of there. <clears throat> so he was kind of fucked up. This is allegedly thousands of years later. Yeah. Everybody else who it's was like in five thousand years. Or everybody like else that. who was with his army, they're all long dead, long dead and gone. He doesn't remember. Because he was near death. And all of his other soldiers and helpers are all dead. So nobody bothered to fucking make a map. Like write it down. Make a note. Not only that. Oh, by the way. Soul system. Third planet. That's where your shit's hiding. 
Not only that, but like for somebody who has the technology, and you could make the argument, well, he lost the the boom boxes. What what what, what are they called? The mother boxes. Mother boxes. He lost boom some box. Mo- I love it. I was thinking boom tube. I was thinking boom tube, boom. and I kind of <laughs> oh boom box, the ghetto so, blasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he lost some other box on earth and the big excuse that i was hearing sometimes is like oh well the mother box are on earth so you know he can't he you know that's how he, you know he travels through space and stuff like that and mm-hmm, that's what his technology mm-hmm. is based on and yada 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 and i'm like first of all he's got to have a database somewhere that holds a record of of wherever he goes the coordinates of wherever the fuck he goes mm-hmm. second of all are you going to tell me those are the only three mother boxes he has? Because I'm going to tell you right now, the comics say that's fucking bullshit. In the comics and all the other animated shows and stuff like that, there's plenty of mother boxes around. You you can't boom, as far as I know, from the what I've watched and what I've listened to, you can't boom tube without a mother box. You mm-hmm. have to have, so therefore Steppenwolf boom, using the fucking boom tube to go get around Earth and everything like that, they wouldn't be able to do it without a fucking mother mm-hmm. box. So... It's a lot of... I feel like that was him saying, oh shit, I forgot about that. Well, here's the reason, guys. I feel like that's kind of what that was. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I like the movie. That's I fine. do. I do. But I don't want you to think I'm like a, a, an autonomous drone here fanboy. Because I'm not. Because I'm not. I have no allegiance to Zack Snyder. I'm not a DC guy. I like I like Batman. Because Batman's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, Batman's amazing. And other, ben Affleck does a really good Batman. Other than Batman, I'm talking about like... Like Michael Keaton. Oh, like, yeah. Like comic books when I was a kid. Batman was fucking badass. Other than that, I never got into any. I did dress as the Flash for Halloween in like third grade. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. I was not a huge DC guy. I was more of a Marvel guy myself. I really was. I liked the X-Men a lot. I liked the Avengers because video games I played. I was not a huge DC guy. So for me to... And here's here's another thing that I've read on the internet. These internet assholes that you're so adamant about. They want more. They want, oh, we saw that awesome clip of the of the nightmare. But universe. we know how that scene ends. We know how the nightmare verse ends. Well We saw that in Batman v Superman. We saw how it ends in now. They want to see Batman dies by at the hands of Superman. We saw it. They want to see more of that. And <laughs> I there was supposed to be. There was supposed to be more. Of that. Oh yeah, there was going to be. And the future Justice League apparently it was supposed to progress to the Nightmare Verse, and the entire plan for the Nightmare Verse was they had to figure out a way to send Flash back to the right time to right the Flashpoint shit from yeah. happening. Yeah, and that's all fine and well. And they introduce <laughs> Martian Manhunter to never use him again, which they, is another interesting. Apparently, thing. I don't know if you read this. Apparently, the scenes in the middle of the movie that were those were recorded, but the final scene with Martian Manhunter and talking to Bruce, they recorded that for HBO specifically that was recorded way after like no shit they apparently hbo gave them money i think hbo gave them money to be like get get ben affleck back get the actor back and we'll just well you've got to finish your movie so and that was apparently recorded way after so maybe we will see more you of won't. mm no nope. won't i didn't unless, think so unless hbo gets the go-ahead from warner brothers hey we'll fund it like nope yeah so. ain't gonna happen <clears throat> no. but at any rate i i'm okay with just seeing this vision of Zack Snyder of what it was intended to be initially. I'm okay with seeing it and being done with it. And these internet bozos are all on there talking shit. Oh, now we need to continue this. Now we need to see more of this. I'm like, let it fucking go. Let it fucking cut the cord already. You were sitting here with me when we finished the movie mm-hmm. and I remember at the end of the movie when Darks, you got the glimpse, uh, a glimpse of Darkseid mm-hmm. through uh, the portal, the boom tube, and Superman and yep. Wonder Woman Batman were all staring there staring at him and stuff like that and it closed up and it came, it's coming to the end and you remember me sitting here saying like, what, what, what? 
what the fuck? I thought we were going to get some Darkseid v. Superman action in this movie. I thought that was part of it. I thought Darkseid was going to bring some forces in and we we're going to do that. And you were like, no, he was gonna, they're not going to do that. Think again. I was like, what the fuck is the point of the movie then? Yeah, I think, thought that was a whole... Mm, think that, again. That, think that, again. that disappointed me. Um, we're not going to go on a big tangent left. This. You guys can tell how I feel about the movie and everything yes. like that. You're one very thing, fired up about this. One thing I will say, though, I thought Joss Whedon did far better than Zack Snyder was... Lois's reason for being there when they resurrected Superman. Throughout the entire Zack Snyder cut, it seemed like Lois Lane was just there, just coincidentally visiting yeah. the monument and giving uh, the cop, you know, his coffee, coffee every morning or whatever. And that was, you know, that was what was going on. And so she just happened to be there one last time when they resurrected Superman. Joss Whedon did it far better, in my opinion, when he made Lois being there part of Batman's plan because yes. Batman always has a contingency, always yes. has a backup plan. He's always got a plan A, B, C, D, Correct all the way the down Mundo. to Z. So that was supposed to be his plan. And I like I, that better too. That was so much better because it showed Batman's ingenuity. He's always got something right. in the back of his, and up his sleeve, always ready to go. Speaking of Joss Whedon, and we won't get into this too much, but you didn't know about this at first, but Joss Whedon's cut of Suicide Squad is going to be coming now. Mm. And Suicide Squad, which was a... Uh, Terrible movie. Ayers, uh The guy who did the Fury movie. Uh, is his name Ayers? I, that's David, part of his David name. Ayers? D- David Ayers, I think David it was Ayers, one of those, yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Suicide Squad was a bad, bad, yeah. bad movie. So now that Joss Whedon is doing his version of it, we'll see. We'll see. This This could be a thing now. HBO is just gonna do other cuts, but that's 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 classic DC man. DC is all over the fucking place. Their multiverse yeah. goes crazy. It, it, it's, this all, movie, it's all fucking all over the place. This movie felt like one of the standalone Warner Brothers animated uh, DC movies. They did. Yeah, that's that's kind of what the, when, at yeah. the end of it. That's what it felt like to me. I and I'll be honest with you. At my entire judgment of it is, I thought it was better than Joss Whedon, but it didn't really feel like it was that much difference. Didn't feel that different at all, Fair honestly. Enough. Fair enough. So we'll see what comes out of Joss Whedon's uh, Suicide Squad. I'm, I'm in- Unless it gets me too. Okay, so I fucked up. I was completely wrong. It's not Joss Whedon's cut of Suicide Squad. It's James Gunn's cut. They both, they're both name stars with the J. I was thinking James Gunn the whole time, but it was coming out Joss Whedon. Yeah. Because we were talking about him because he did the theatrical cut of Justice League. So that was my mistake. But yeah, it's James Gunn's cut of Suicide Squad, which he did well with Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy was fun. Yeah. So maybe he could make this a little bit more fun than the dark original. We'll see. I mean, that it, okay. didn't, it didn't feel as dark to me because it was it felt more like a Harley Quinn movie. And Harley Quinn's always like... It was too much Joker-esque, Harley Quinn. A little bit. It was too much But Harley I mean, Quinn. everybody loves Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's a popular one now. Yeah. Especially, I'm, not one, I'm not one who does. Especially since she's now becoming an independent woman is no longer uh, curtailed. Is that the word for it? By the Joker. I right. think that's a word for it. So, so yeah, that was my... I fact-checked myself. I kept saying Joss Whedon and I meant to say James Gunn. <laughs> So we'll see. We'll see how his cut turns out. Okay. But but who knows? Um. All right. So it's on to Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're going to talk about episode two. Episode two. Episode two. So we're a week behind. We're going to get caught up probably uh, the next time we sit down and record. But right now we're doing episode two Correct. of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and this is the episode where we finally get to see our new Captain America in action. Yeah. We get to see um uh, that stuff going down. For there's two things that I'm going to talk about in this episode. Um. One 
is I don't understand necessarily what Bucky's motivation is for going to help Falcon with whatever job he's doing. Because his entire, it seemed like, so in this episode, Bucky finally uh, confronts Sam about why he gave up the shield. And now we got this new Kmart version of Captain America kind of running around and stuff like that with Captain America's shield. And so he's like at the base and I guess, I guess Sam is like a mercenary now. I, I guess it's something, something like that. He's not like in the military, but he's just like a mercenary. They yeah. hire him out to do shit or something Independent like contractors. Yeah, I guess that's what you would call that. Um, but so Bucky goes to confront Sam and they have a big discussion. And then Sam's like, I got a job to do. I'm going to go. And then for some reason, Sam's like, well, I'm going to come help you. Out of, out of nowhere. There's no motivation, no reasoning. It seemed like just an excuse for the writers to get Sam and Bucky working together. Because there's... As far as Bucky knows, it's just a regular fucking job. Like, it's there's no super soldier or anything going on at the moment. Like, he doesn't know about the shit that happened, um, whatever the fuck country that is, with that one dude that came across a super soldier guy. Um, he doesn't know anything about that. So it seems just kind of like an excuse to get them together. And I'm like, mm, it's a little weak sauce. A little weak sauce, but whatever. Um, it's really cool. I love the fight scene on the top of those trucks. Yeah, that was a cool scene. That was a very cool scene. Again... This is what I was worried about, though, when I was talking about episode one. It seems like this is just super soldier, like, rambunctiousness, like, all all over the place. Like, right. I was, I was, I didn't want Captain America, but bad. And it seems like it's just a bunch of Captain Americas that are bad, is what it kind of seems. They're not really Captain America, they're super soldiers, but that's, you know what I'm saying. I didn't want the classic Marvel, oh, it's the villain that's like the hero, but it's the bad version kind of thing. So, a couple things I want to mention. Uh, last time we talked, it was after the first episode, and the, the end reveal was the new Captain America. And I'm just like the rest of America. I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck is that? That's fucking bullshit. That's not my Captain America. In this episode, we see more of him, and we find out uh, he's played by Riot, Riot, Wyatt Russell. I fucking love Wyatt Russell. Yeah. I really have a hard time disliking this Captain America because I like the actor so well, much. And you're supposed to dislike him. Well, the thing is, like, at the be- they do something at the beginning of this episode that makes you kind of almost like him a little bit. Like, they knew people were going to hate him at the end of it, but the episode starts with him in the locker room and, you know, his partner is, like, there with him and stuff like that. And he- the way that he's talking and the way that he's, like, showing a little bit of emotion, it's almost like he can tell... People aren't going to like him. People are, are going to have a hard time accepting him. And see, he's it, 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 they do the thing. The writers try to do a thing where they're like, look, he knows that people aren't going to like him as much. He knows that he's not Captain America, but he needs to do the best that he can. Okay, you call this episode pretentious. Talk about one of the most fucking pretentious things is when he does his big interview and he does it on a stage erected on the 50-yard line of his high school football <laughs> field where he was the star quarterback in high school and led them to state champion. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Now, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, oh, he's an all-American kid. He was a high school sweetheart, and he was a super football player, and instead of going to the, play college, he joins the military, becomes this super awesome soldier. Not a super soldier. Just a really good soldier. Yeah. Like, there's a big difference there. And that's exactly... When you watch Captain America, the first Avenger, when they're first putting... I forget the scientist's name who, who with Howard Stark who did yeah, the... Yeah, I know you're talking Who did the experiments. The German dude. The German guy. Yeah, I forget his name. But when he did it to Steve and made him that 
that scry little peep pipsqueak into the Steve Rogers that we know and love. He said to him, he's like, I don't want the best soldier. I want the best person. And that's not what we're getting with yeah. this Captain America. They said, oh, we're just going to disregard that. We're going to give you the best soldier we can. Yeah. And that's going to be a red flag because that was the whole thing. That wasn't <clears throat> well, I guess, Steve. I guess from what I understand, this character in the comics is does become Captain America, mm-hmm. but he's never he's not a good Captain America. He kind of sucks at the job and stuff like that. So that's kind of what we got because I know this character does exist in the comic books. Right, right. Um, yeah, what you say you like this actor a lot. Wyatt Russell. I don't He's know. He's in uh, Lodge 49, which is a great <laughs> show I love. He was in the movie Overlord. He was in 22 Jump Street. He's a very good actor. I like him I'm a sure lot. he's very good. I don't... I'm not, I'm not going to be one of these kind of people. Yeah. I'm really not going to be. But at this stage of the game, I don't know how I feel about an actor coming in to play a major role in a comic book TV show that has never picked up or had done anything to do with comic books in their entire life. They never watch any movies or anything like that. They're just some dude that was like, oh, I guess I'll be an actor and I'll get in the show. That's, Is that what he did? Apparently that's what he did. He said he's never watching the TV shows. He's never watching the movies. He's never watched. He's never read a comic book in his life. He, just, he was just like that. And he admitted that. And I'm like, I'm not going to be one of those guys that's like, fuck this dude. This needs to get it off my show. But... I kind of want people that are going to be in, in these movies and shows to have a certain appreciation for the core material. Maybe, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Maybe. Go, go with me here. Go, this is a go with me moment. Go with me here on this one. Maybe Kevin Feige wanted that. He wanted somebody to come in blind. He wanted somebody to not emulate the Chris Evans Steve Rogers, that Captain America. He wanted somebody to be a complete... Well, then you make him read the comic books where that character is in the comic books and have him emulate that. Right, but that's what I'm, you do. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> that's what you do. Watching in the MCU, every fucking person watched Endgame. I don't know how he's never seen Endgame. Here's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like just for the sake of the role, if you're gonna be in a comic book anything tv show movie you at the very least need to get the comic book that your character is based in and read that at right. the very least you need to read that and kind of don't give me the exact of it but give me something a little bit like it you know like i've never read the comic book so what the fuck do i know but I, i'm just saying it, that, that's kind of what i want well up until recently in the last 10 years we'll say comic <coughs> books were always pretty niche they yeah. were pretty like very much so. And they've become a lot more mainstream, thanks to Marvel, thanks yeah. to Disney, thanks to the MCU. But up until that point, not everybody was dorky or nerdy or geeky enough as us to pay attention to comics. If this, it, he was probably a legitimate high school football quarterback. I think he was. And I didn't, pretty, and I think didn't he was, pick up a comic so. book. No, he didn't pick up a comic. Apparently, he was a big sports guy from that. That could be why. In Twenty Two Jump Street, he plays a quarterback. That's fine. It could be why. That's kind of funny. But like you, like even watch the movies. Mm -hmm. Even you don't have to be a comic book nerd. But like we're we're a little nerdy, but we're not comic book nerds. But we watch the fucking movies. We watch some of the shows. Maybe he watched Tim Burton's Eighty Nine Batman. When I was a kid, I watched the fucking X Men and the Batman shows on Fox. You know, like how how old is he? Do you think? That's a good question. I can tell you. Yeah, you tell me, because I don't know. Um, he was born in 86. So that he's... Two th- years younger than me. Three years older than me. Okay. So he's about... He's mid-30s. Very mid-30s. So he had time to watch the fucking Fox Saturday morning cartoon shows. There's no excuse for him, basically, is what I'm saying. 
Um, we did get something really cool in this one, though. We saw we got the Black Captain America, who I wish we could get more of. He was really cool. I, I like that story. I don't know anything about the storyline, but the, what's his name? I, I don't remember. Elijah. I don't know. Oh, you suck. I don't um, know. My phone's doing the thing. Pull up IMDb. I got it. Um, we got we got him, which is really cool. It's really cool too that Bucky knew about him too, and so they apparently have this history. I'm assuming from when Bucky was um the Winter Soldier. But apparently he was the was he Isaiah Bradley Isaiah Bradley was he did they test the serum on him before Steve Rogers or did they make him after Steve Rogers Do you remember I think he was after Steve Rogers okay. I didn't know if because they... I don't know if you remember the whole thing was that German scientist whose name escapes us who made Steve he was the first one and as he was finishing it up the Hydra agent shot and yeah. killed him. So he, that was the only one he did. No one could recreate his serum. I just wasn't sure if like they used, if the whole point of it was, part of it was they used him as a test subject, the black guys as test subjects to keep the white guys safe. And then when it was perfected, they kind of did that. So maybe, I, I didn't know if it was something like that. It couldn't have been because he would have been really, 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 really fucking old. And he was old enough as it is, but he would have been like a hundred something years old. Fair the enough. dude was probably 70. Fair enough. So it had to have come after. Which which leads makes me sense. My, makes which sense. Which leads yeah. me to my next point. Why the fuck hasn't Bucky aged? <coughs> Were they putting him on cry like he was in cryo. He was in cryo, he was for, in cryo. for long periods of time? Yeah. He was in Okay. He was, you don't age when you're that. No, yeah. He was in cryostasis. Like they well they they rescued him. Uh Hydra rescued him and then they put him in cryo and then they fixed him up and they gave him the serum. And yeah, that he was. They would like unthaw him to assassinate somebody and then freeze him back up. It might have been something like that too, or it might have just been like a process of like, okay, making him the Winter Soldier. Like, took they might have. For all I know, maybe they put him in cryostasis for like decades and then pulled him out and then gave him the serum and then did the hypnotherapy bullshit. I don't know. It could have been something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure because he is very young and he's supposedly what 107 years old. Yeah, yeah, and and you see. The super soldiers age. They do. You saw Isaiah Bradley. He was an old man. Oh, Captain you America. You see Steve Rogers as an old, decrepit man. Now, the, the young Steve Rogers, he was frozen in ice. Yes. So that's why he was young. But then when he went back in time and lived a whole lifetime... They he was... saw in game. We don't need to explain it. They saw okay. in game. Uh, my point is, like, they age. They yes, do age. they do age. Now, I, I thought it was a really interesting element to put into it. Can I tell you what we didn't need? We didn't need the scene after it. Where they left, and then the cop showed up to profile Sam. See, we didn't need that. That might have been one of my favorite scenes. We didn't fucking need that at all. We we needed it. And no, let we me didn't. explain why. Here we go. Here go we ahead, go. Go ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Go ahead, Scott. I'm gonna tell I you why I don't love, like it. love, absolutely love. And I thought you would hate this. I can't. <laughs> I knew you were gonna hate this, and I loved it. I love that we are getting these racial undertones. In this Marvel series. It, it happened all at once. They threw it all at us in, in an yes, instant. You got the Isaiah Bradley moment. Where they're like. Oh they, they fucking experimented on me. They used me. And then they locked me in jail for 30 years. I'm like oh because he was black. And then an instant later. <laughs> Bucky and Sam are walking outside. And the cops just roll up. And throw guns. And they're. 
they're hassling Sam. Why? Because he's walking down the street yeah. while he's black. And that's so important because in today's climate, that is a real thing. That happens to people of color every day on the street. And I love that everybody's watching this Marvel thing. And it's making it say, hey, look what happens. He's a fucking Avenger. He saved the fucking everything. And he still gets treated this way because America. I think we got. I think we got that at the bank when he couldn't get a fucking loan. I think we got that at the bank when he couldn't get a loan. Let me tell you why I don't like it. Here's why I didn't. Here's why I thought it was too much. When I watch a comic book TV show or movie, I want to escape for the period of thirty minutes to an hour. I want to escape because every day on the news, on social media. YouTube everywhere I am bombarded with this stuff and it's not it's not it's not a thing of where like I want to forget this and I want to ignore it and I want to mm-hmm. you know live in my own little world it's a matter of I want to es- there's there's a time where I want to escape some of this real world real world bullshit for just a small period of time so I don't go fucking crazy like it doesn't me not liking this doesn't mean that I'm trying to ignore the real world issues. It means I need to every now and then I need to fucking escape. Uh, Scott, you love you spend about twelve hours out of your day every day arguing with people on the internet about not shit. true maybe mm, eleven and a half. You spend a lot of fucking time arguing with people a lot, but they're wrong a lot of time. So you like this. Me, I need to forget about some shit. It's the reason why I stopped watching Supergirl. Supergirl's it's an okay show. It's not as good as the other ones, but it's it's all right. And I was watching it up until the season where they brought Lex Luthor on. And I didn't see Lex Luthor, but it's played by um the dude that who's the dude that was Charlie Sheen's brother in Two and a Half Men. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. He plays Lex Luthor. Yeah, he I, I can't remember the actor's actor, name. Yeah. Is. He's great, but I can't remember his name. He plays Lex Luthor at the end of the, uh, that season that I'm talking about. But they brought together um, the, the entire uh, season that I stopped watching it had to do with immigration. And because in the world of Supergirl, Earth had become a haven for alien immigrants. People that had to escape their home planets, people whose home planets were destroyed, whatever. And they came to Earth to like be in this one planet to like immigrate there essentially and hide out because they had nowhere else to go and the like season men in black basically and the season was um this guy i can't remember the name of the villain but he basically was a human and he was pushing for the human first action of get the aliens off the planet this is for humans only they bring nothing but danger they're nothing but dangerous they don't deserve to live here with the rest of us it was a lot of racial undertones to it because at the same time, Trump was president and we were dealing with the Mexico border situation, locking kids in cages and stuff like that. So they were, I understand they were trying to paint a picture of like, see people, this is what's going on. I stopped watching it because I'm like, I don't want to think about this right now. I want to have 30 to 45 minutes where I'm just like, can I, can I escape from this? And then when I'm done with the show, I'll come back to reality and I'll deal with the problems of the day. I hate to tell you this, Adam. But comic books have always been political. I understand that. They always have been and they always will. Now, X-Men is an an allegory for racism. I was just going to say. Yes. X-Men did it a little subtly. The whole, it is is a complete allegory for racism (laughs) in America. That's what the X-Men comment, that's the main idea there. But it's subtle. 
They're yes. not outright saying, oh, the people with this color skin or people who worship that god. It's, Subtle's fine, it's yeah. people who were born with the X gene are this way. But when you do it in Captain America, I'm Captain America in the Winter Soldier. I said Fal- Falcon in the Winter Soldier. He's going to be Captain America at some point. Well, yes, we'll get to that later. But when you when you do it here, it was it was straight up in your face. Cops the, not liking black eyes with Isaiah. It was very subtle and it was super to the point of like it's fucked up. This dude was a war hero who could who should have been the next Captain America when Steve Rogers lost, and he was entirely not because he was a black. It was very subtle and it was very good. We didn't need the next scene where it's in your face, cop stopping Sam on the road. It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary to the story, and it didn't mean anything. Let me ask you something: When the cops first pull up and they ask Bucky, "Is this guy bothering you, sir?" Because I love the relationship between Bucky and Sam. They're little quippy back and forth. They're bickering. They're like an old married couple. I kind of love that. I, I think it's a little forced. A okay, lot of it's I, a little forced. I kind of love that. I've seen interviews with like Sebastian Stan. And oh, they're Anthony great. Mackie. They're funny in the interviews. And, and, they're hilarious. And Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie like act that way in real life. And I don't know if they're acting up for the interview, I but they're so. hilarious. They're hilarious. Yeah. I love them together. I love their chemistry. And they were just doing their bit. They were doing their bit. Yes, they were arguing, but that's all they've done in this show so far yeah. is fight with each other. And that's when the cops pull up. They're fighting with each other. Both of them were bickering with each other. And the cops say to Bucky, is this guy bothering you, sir? And then they're ready to like throw him away. And he... And then when they run everybody's stuff, they find out. Well, they didn't run it. They didn't run it. He just said, "Do you know who the Bucky yeah, said? Do you right. know who this guy is? Right. Do you know who this is?" And he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry, Bucky sir." Bucky gets mad, but meanwhile, Bucky is from what the 1930s. Yeah, like he should probably be racist. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, he probably should. He probably, he should, probably be. should. But but let, let's let's go back. So then, when they find out everything, they find out. Oh, Sam's okay. He's an Avenger. He's okay. But Mr. Barnes actually have a warrant out for your arrest. He was a fucking villain for the longest time. He's a fucking assassin. He wasn't an Avenger. And and he has a warrant, and they ask him nicely, I'm sorry, sir, you have a warrant. You have to come with... If it was Sam who had the warrant, what the fuck do you think they would have done to him? (laughs) You know the answer to that That's fine. You know the answer. Again, though... We uh, the scene was unnecessary in my opinion. I I didn't need it. I loved I think, it. I, I loved think we it. got. I think what everything that whole scene told us we got in the previous scene with Isaiah. That's what we got. We I didn't need it. the next scene. But the, but the previous scene they could have written that off. Says oh back then this is how America was. But and we, now you're getting though, it. Oh guess what? America is still. This but we way. got that in episode one with the fucking bank loan. Yeah, my, honestly, the bank loan didn't if, bother me if, that much. If Falcon, if the Falcon was white, I bet you he would have probably he he might have gotten that bank loan a little bit easier. I agree. So we got that a little bit in the first episode. We didn't. We don't need it in every single episode. I agree. We but don't. The, but the problem is, they were fucking snapped for five. Like, yes, they have no credit because they weren't here for five years. Yeah. Like the, banks, banks being assholes. I fucking hate banks. But that. I, Yes, there was a race element in there. There was a race element. So, yes, there was. So you're saying if... I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you're going to do it, do it a little subtle. Do it creatively. Do it... Don't just, don't just say, okay, 
the cop's going to randomly show up and then profile Sam. Is every episode going to be Sam's going to walk down the street and then a cop is going to show up and profile him? Is that what's going to happen every episode? Or can we do it subtle? Like, the, like I said, the Isaiah thing was subtle and it made you think, God, that's fucked up. Here's my question for you. If it would have been Dr. Stephen Strange, a white guy who was also snapped away and gone for five years, if he had showed up to that bank and sat down and asked for money, you think they would have given it to him? I think he would have just, first of all, well, no way. I was going to say he's a doctor, so he had some funds, but he spent all his money trying to get to the, the place overseas, so never mind. That's, I don't know. He didn't give he away his worldly possessions, right? That was kind of a thing. Well, no, he, he, he lost all his money because he spent all of his money. He spent the, he said it in the Doctor Strange movie, I spent the last of my money getting here whenever she said, oh, you know, it's all spiritual. And he was like doubting it and stuff like that. And he's pissed off. He spent the last of his money getting there. So he didn't have any money yeah. when he got there. So. Right. Um, would he have gotten it? I don't know. I don't know. But he, thing is, Stephen Strange hasn't really existed for how many years though, because he's been Doctor Strange forever, and he uses magic to get everything. I was just picking. If you a, remember, if you remember, I was just picking a white I know, Avenger. I know, but it was if, also you, if you remember in um, Infinity War when the Hulk gets zapped down um, using the Rainbow Bridge to Stephen's uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange is going to go out and get some like Froyo or some shit like that. I don't know what the fuck he's going to get. And he asked Wong didn't have any money. And he asked Wong, right. he's like, Wong, do you have These any money? Approval. Yeah, he's like, I don't think they're going to accept that. That was a they great scene. They didn't have any money. That was so, a great scene. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Good point. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> I, I, you you like it? That's fine. I thought it was a little much, but moving on from there, um, we got the scene where they're fighting. Uh, basically, Sam and Bucky track the people doing the bad business. The stealing like medical supplies some shit like that and they track and we have that awesome road fight where it's just bucky and um sam on the top roof of these two trucks um just going at each other with these super soldiers and then we've get new captain america along with his partner whose name i can't fucking remember battlestar battlestar they come in on a helicopter and they get down there and they assist them and shit like that i almost i almost poo-pooed the new captain america being able to use a shield, you know, like he throws it and it hits the guy and it comes back to him. Like, how much training could you have had to have had? Like, he didn't give him that giveaway, that shield that long ago. So I was going to poo-poo it. But then I watched this video, which is really interesting. If you paid attention to the way that he throws a shield, every single time he uses the shield, he throws it at something and it immediately comes back to him. Whereas what Steve Rogers used to do, because he was so practiced with it, he could throw it and ricochet it off like five different things and then it able to come back to him. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean... So... I don't know. It was... It, time's gonna tell. We're gonna wait and see how this Captain America turns out. They already out. don't like him, because he fucked up and said some stupid shit. Stay out of my way. Yeah, it was. he was a fucker. He was a, he was a shithead, but we'll see. Um, I loved the scene with uh, where they're riding in the where they're riding in the truck, like you yeah. said. And um, he when they're, when they're asking Battlestar his name, and he says Battlestar, and, and Bucky's just like, "Stop the truck!" <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. That was great. He almost convinces Sam. He almost convinces Sam, and then he says one final thing. He's like, "I need Captain America's sidekick on my team," and he's Sam's like, "It's always that last line with you people," and he jumps off the thing. I was like. Yeah, he said one fucking line too many, and he fucked his shit up, so we'll see. Um, but that's pretty much episode two. Yep, that's um, pretty much it. Yeah, we'll talk about episode three in the next episode. Yes, so. next next episode, we'll talk about episode three. Got some things to say.
All right, it is time for Coercive Cinema, Scott. Yeah, buddy. Scott, uh, to remind everybody, the two movies that mm-hmm. we, the, the movie that we picked for each other, you chose for me to watch Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking yes, Barrels. Yes, Guy Ritchie film. Mm-hmm. And then I picked for you, if I remember correctly. Coming to America. Coming to America, the, the sequel. sequel to <laughs> Coming to America. Yes. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll take the reins first. Go I'll go yes. first. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Very indie movie. Yes. Very much. I, I got the feeling. The early second, Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah. Very early. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person who I honestly, maybe, maybe you can correct me, the only person I recognize from it was Jason Statham. I don't recognize really um, anybody else. The, the, uh, the, the bald guy. He was, who had the son. Yeah. He's the, in Euro Trip. He's been in some other you, Guy you, the, stuff. the enforcer guy, who yeah. the bounty guy, whatever yeah, the fuck he is. Of, I, it's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah. So the, the other than those guys, I don't really notice or recognize anybody else, but early Jason Statham. I thought it was... I thought it was good. It, was, it wasn't a bad movie. It was definitely a good movie. You could tell a lot of the people that were acting in it were like new to acting. Because their mannerisms and stuff like that were a little weird. Like anytime they had a conversation, it felt like somebody was like in the middle of moving into position, like facing the camera almost. A lot of forced <laughs> anger. Yes. Everyone's so angry in this movie. Oh yeah, they're so everyone's off. very angry, and you could tell there's a lot of <clears throat> acting mad. Yeah. It's it's basically a heist movie, essentially, a gangster heist movie. Basically, these group of friends gather up a bunch of money so that their one friend who's really good at cards, apparently, can go to this gangster guy's house who pu- puts up, like, high-stakes poker, essentially, like, on a, I don't know, weekly basis, monthly basis. I don't, I don't know exactly how long, many times he does it. But they do this, and um, so he basically goes to the uh, place, and he, you know doing his poker deal the g- boss is a, obviously a cheater he's got his right hand man with a camera like looking at the opponent's cards and like using morse code um basically to get back to his boss like here's what your opponent has stuff like that um apparently if, if i remember correctly it's been a couple weeks since i've saw the movie um he makes a high stakes bet that he can't afford like he he puts money in that he can't actually afford and he ends up losing because the boss is cheating him right. so the boss tells him i can't remember how much money was it like a million quid or something like that it whatever was, that means it was 500,000 quid it was i think it was 500,000 is what it was mm-hmm. <clears throat> that he owed him and he said you got a week to get the money and so there it basically comes down to um their neighbors i don't know whose apartment it is but they're all the group of friends is like sitting in their apartment, and apparently, coincidentally, you can hear everything the neighbors are talking about, and they just happen to be a group of robbers or gangsters themselves who are talking about robbing this well-known place that like grows and sells weed, and it just so happens to be hundreds of thousands of quid and stuff like that, and like produce and everything like that. So basically, they get this formulated idea of like, what if we? Let them do the robbery and or they break into the place and like take care of the guys and then we go take care of them and steal the stuff for ourselves mm-hmm. so that they can pay off this debt. And that's essentially like how it goes down. It's it's a lot of hodgepodge of coincidental beyond coincidence, beyond coincidence, beyond coincidence. Um one of the the only weird thing I'm gonna say about it, and I guess it was a choice in the movie, story-wise, was so they end up getting the um, money and the weed 
from the guys who stole the initially stole the weed so that they can pay off their debt and everything like that. They go back to their apartment and then they just leave. They fuck off for the night and go party. I don't know. They're not given, smart. They're... Given the fact that, you know, he is ready to like kill me, I think my first stop would be this person's place so I can give him the money so that <clears throat> I can uh pay off my debt and not have to worry about shit. Right. So the yeah, it's it's good. Um the ending is basically them being um Again, another coincidental thing where all the gangsters like come across each other and like through uh, misidentifying each other, like oh, they think that they're the robbers, so they're going to kill them and stuff like that. And it's 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 a bit of a mess. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a bit of the, a bit of a mess, but it's good. It's 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 a good watch, is what I'm gonna say. If you like British indie gangster, not even really gangster, British indie like um, heist flicks. It's not bad. It's a, it's a pretty good one. That's there's really not much else I have to say about it. It's just it's just kind of what it is. So <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think it's yeah. a good movie. Um, it's it has that like crash element, if you will. Even though this was before Crash, where it just like everything happens at one time. Yeah. The the coincidental elements. Um, I just remembered. Um, Sting of the Police plays the guy's dad who owns the pub. Oh yeah, I remember I that. Oh, that. Yeah, Sting. But other than that, he's not—he's not an actor. He's a singer. But it was just funny that he played that role. Um, God, every—it's so British. Very. It British. was so fucking British. Which I thought you'd like it because you tend to like British. I do like things. British. I do like British. Some British. Yeah, you things. do like British things. But everybody's so fucking British in it. Like I said earlier, they're, they're, everybody's so. <laughs> there's fucking a mad. Point, if I remember, there's a point where they have to translate what somebody's saying because they're so British. They're talking so British. That you can't understand what they're saying. They have to translate to English. And they're like like the Northern British versus the Southern British, and they can't stand each other. It's 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 an entertaining film. It's like Um, that scene if you ever watch Awesome Powers Gold Member when he rescues his dad, and they're sitting there and they're saying, "Pop, if we're gonna talk English, let's talk English English." And they have that ridiculous. It's kind of like that, like a Cognac accent. Yeah, yeah, because it's Michael Caine, and that's what he's known for. But anyway, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. What did you uh, think yours? Coming to America, um, God, it had been forever since I watched the original Coming to America, but this brought back a whole lot of nostalgia, a whole lot of good, good memories. I love Coming to America. Um, It picks up years later down the road. uh, James Earl Jones, the king, he's still alive, but he's very ill. So, uh, Eddie Murphy will take over as king. He's still prince at this time. He's still prince. Pretty old man Eddie Murphy. He's he's still married to uh, Lisa. She's she's going to be the queen. They have three daughters. He does not have an heir until you find out that he actually has an illegitimate son. Back in New York, back in Queens. That was probably my favorite scene. That where that flashback scene, yeah, with Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones I like, love Leslie Jones so much. See, my point. My, one thing that I was having a problem with was I knew that was kind of the premise of the of the film. I knew that was kind of the idea, but uh, Akeem was such like a wonderful person. Like he was such a good-hearted guy. 
And I'm like, how is he going to have an illegitimate kid? Like, that's not a team. He would never do that. So the way that they presented it is that he was actually drugged and raped and... <laughs> That's how he, he had a son that he didn't know about. It's like, funny. That maintains. Because it's funny because Leslie Jones raped him. <laughs> yes. He didn't rape her. So it's funny, it's Scott. Fr- okay, but yeah. <laughs> it just, it, it, they, you, they wanted to maintain his yeah. innocenceness. Because Akeem was just, in the first movie, he was unknown by the way of the world. He came to New York and he was just. Fuck you, motherfucker! Like thinking, yes. Thinking, fuck you too. Thinking it's a greeting. Like I love, I love that. Like, he was just a, a lovable guy, and to to do something like that, you'd think, oh no, he sucks after all. But they had to make it in the story work out. So he has this son, but at the same time, you still like him. And I think they did it that way. I I don't know if I yeah. Would like have. I said, it's okay because the guy was getting raped, not and not the woman. Okay. That's why. That's that's why eh, culturally it's eh. okay. I don't know, but but I'm he, saying sarcastically. No, it's not okay that that happened. But his three daughters he has, they're like wonderful, especially the oldest one. She's like trained her whole life to become the ruler. Yeah. And he just is kind of a dick about it. Like, oh, it must be a male heir. Must be a male heir. I'm like, you're the fucking king. You can change this. I've, I've, I've seen the Sultan and Aladdin do this. Like, like this is, like you, you can do this. Yeah. So, um, Wesley Snipes. I love what that was. Wesley Snipes' so character great. is awesome. Uh, he's from the neighboring tribe, neighboring country. Of like what was it West Neighbory or West something? Neighbor, yeah, something like and, that. And they're more of a war torn nation who are that jealous. love to dance. Yeah, <laughs> jealous <laughs> of Zamunda. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, and I, when they went back to New York to find the kid, and it's good to see Arsenio Hall doing work. Yeah, he's like Eddie Murphy's still Eddie Murphy, but Arsenio Hall, I haven't seen him around in a long time, so it was good to have him back in the saddle. But they played the barbers from the first movie yeah. still again. Oh my god, it was it was great. It's it's a fun movie. It's it, not perfect by any. It is a nostalgia overload. If you like the first movie, which I think everyone does, I think it was done better than most nostalgia overload movies kind of do. Like, there's a lot of times they do these movies where they take an old property and you're like, hey, let's do a sequel. Like they did with Dumb and Dumber. They did Dumb and Dumber, which is great, and then they made like the prequel, and then they made the sequel years and years later. Mm-hmm. And I never watched it, but everybody said it was really bad. I think this one has done well. I think this one has done fairly, fairly well, in my opinion. Compared compared to other ones, I do. I uh, uh, there's obvious uh, terrible elements to it, but like it's still funny, in my opinion. It's Eddie Murphy getting getting back in there. I love, I love Eddie Murphy, and you know me. We've talked about it on the show before. I'm very critical of stand up comedians. There's not many <laughs> stand up comics that I really enjoy. And Eddie Murphy is one of them. He is at the top of that. He is very, very funny stand-up guy. Yeah. And he does great in his movies, too. So I think I really like Eddie Murphy, and I really like this first movie. So because of those two things, it made me like this movie. If you're somebody who maybe didn't like the first one or it's not important to them, then maybe you won't like this. But yeah, I thought it, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. So, uh, yeah, short and sweet to the point. I like it. 
Uh, that once again, that is coming to America. Coming to America. And uh, so lock, uh, sock, and two smoking barrels. Yeah, Prime Video. Prime Video has them both, I believe. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Locked up. Anyway, um, let's pick our movies for next uh, episode. Um, Scott, I want you to watch. We were talking about Justice League a lot in the past couple episodes. I want you to watch Justice League Dark Apocalypse War on HBO. It's one of those uh, animated okay. Justice League ones. Um, so that's that's going to be your pick for next episode. Okay. And I'm I'm very excited about this one. This one just recently dropped on Disney Plus. And this is a movie from my childhood. This is actually what I was watching earlier today, before, like maybe late to come here. You are going to watch the Ewok Adventure. It's it's actually listed as Caravan of Courage on Disney Plus, but I always remembered it as an Ewok Adventure. But it is a Star Wars spinoff film by George Lucas from 1984. Ewok Adventure, Caravan of Courage. All right. So once again, Star Wars, an Ewok Adventure, Caravan of Courage, something like that. Um, and Justice League Dark Apocalypse War for Scott. HBO for that. And uh, Disney Plus, obviously, for the Star Wars Ewok Adventure. Scott. Yes, sir. Hit him with the socials. How can they get a hold of us? All right. You guys want to get a hold of us? For your distraction, you can shoot us an email. For your distraction at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Search for For Your Distraction on Facebook and like our page on there. We do uh, Facebook Lives uh, whenever we're recording. I post all kinds of articles and links to our shows on there. On Twitter, search for For Your Distraction and you can follow us on there. You can tweet us at podcast FYD. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, there's lots of different ways you can listen to our show. Just about anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll find For Your Distraction. We are on SoundCloud. Search for For Your Distraction. Uh, subscribe to us. Follow us on there. We are on iTunes. Search for us on there. Um, there's lots of other ways, Adam. We are in the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. We're doing wonderful things there. Head on over to the electronicmediacollective.com. Yes. The website. You'll find us there and a whole bunch of other great, fantastic shows. Check us out there. Um, we are on... We're on, uh, we, don't forget, we're on Spotify and Google Play Spotify, as well. Spotify, Google Ser Play. Search Podcast FYD for those ones. Podcast and FYD. Coming soon, YouTube. YouTube is coming soon. I, okay. I'm, I'm dropping it right now. I'm working on it. YouTube will be coming soon. It won't be the full video that we have right now, but it'll at least be the audio files on there. So you can listen on there if you cool. prefer to. Cool, cool. That's an awesome way to get, get some stuff out there. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll put some other content out later. Maybe I'll... Yeah. Maybe I'll become a content creator in the, in the near future. Uh, good show, my friend. Good show, Scott. I'm sorry if I was coming off a little pretentious. <clears throat> uh, no, Scott. Uh, just your fans are. So I'm looking forward to the uh, For Your Distraction, the Deloney cut coming soon. 